recording video. We're not, we're not, we're not. We're not. Don't worry, we're the not. video will not release. No need to worry. Okay. Um, I'm gonna mute myself and I'm gonna check my audio really quickly. One second. You sound really good. Sounds, Go for it. Sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. Like a sex machine. <sighs> Don't take a shower. I like the stench. <laughs> stank. That man stank. <laughs> Primordial booze. <clears throat> You're still muted. Yeah. He's, he's looking blank-eyed. Oh, audio, he, he, audio, 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 audio. Okay, and um, should I should I put some headphones on? You guys are all putting. You guys are all wearing headphones. I just like it better. I can't hear uh, the audio from my computer otherwise. But if you can hear everybody, then. I mean, yeah, I can hear everybody. Okay, it's just more comfortable for me. Yeah, and my onboard speaker. <laughs> if, if I were in the cabin, I wouldn't have making jokes. That's all that. <laughs> Kill him. You're muted. Damn it! <laughs> I thought you were joking. No, I you forgot know, to. Go get headphones. That was really cute. Okay. Do it again. He's gonna go okay. get headphones. Okay, so you want to know what? I'm such what? an easily. Mm. I am so easily. Um... I have a big empty cup. I can make the voice sound really interesting. Go on. Okay, do Ooh. it. Do it. Yeah. I'm so easily suggestible. The only time I've ever done this was while we're playing D and D, and everybody has a drink in their hands. So I'm just like, I need a beer. <laughs> I need a drink. I need coffee. I need something. Okay, I'm fine. I just drink just water because it's good for the blood. Got a kombucha. Jen! Ooh. Ah, so good um, to see you. Kombucha. Your beard is impressive and makes me sad because I can grow a very good below the chin beard, but my mustache uh, looks at me and laughs every time I try to grow it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Christian oh, you're muted, Cristiano. My mustache is. Um, hey, there we go. Can my you hear mustache me? Is yeah. Yeah. To launch. Uh -huh. Yes, I can. Yeah, yeah. It's because I plugged in my headphones and I was thinking that there was a mic in it, but there's not. Yes. Um, yeah, no. I'm just, like my beard's just so big right now because I've been so little. It's um, been doing nothing the past several weeks. I've been meaning to trim it up actually because it's it's fine. It looks great. It looks nah, great. It it's Me so too. it's so big. And as a side bonus, you might get money from strangers walking down the street. So like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where's you, your cup, dude? You need this. You need this more than me, and you just go uh, coffee. Cool. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I wear sweatpants just, and t-shirts around. Just keep a just keep a coffee cup with you everywhere you go. You never know. It's not just yeah, a yeah. coffee just cup. If you have a glass it says I need help. Yeah. <laughs> it can't be a glass coffee cup. It has to be aluminum or enamel. <laughs> it has, right. it has yeah. to be one of those two things. I can't use one of those cool copper mugs. No, if you're standing out there with an insulated, <laughs> yeah. if you're standing out there with an then, insulated then hydro flask, you're just a hipster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A hipster hobo. Yeah, I had a moment last year where I realized I was basically hipster god. I was wearing leggings, or not leggings, sorry. That's a weird image. I was wearing joggers. <laughs> I was wearing joggers, flip-flops, an Apple TV shirt, a beanie pulled back, um... These glasses, which I wasn't looking at screens, so they're basically glasses for no reason. And I was drinking kombucha and smoking American spirits, and I was like, somebody somewhere is worshiping a person very like this. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a ponytail? No, because I'm balding. Thanks for reminding me. 
But I mean, that's are the only thing that would have completed the picture. It's just no, one of those Christian. little stupid top knots. We, we aren't all balding, <laughs> dude. The top of my head, man, it's getting so thin. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I wish the rest of my yeah. body would get as thin as my hair, but that's a whole <laughs> different. That's another topic. This is always another topic. Uh, um, so let's get into it. Yeah. All right. All right. We're talking about video games. And y'all yeah. play a lot of video games together, and I'm never invited, so that's fine. I figured that we'd do it. That I'd be invited mm. for this. Is uh, this one kidding. way? I'm kidding. Is... Hey, welcome <laughs> to Proc Gens, everybody. Yes, Proc Gens, a podcast yeah. where a granny and a and a grandson play games together and talk about it. But we have more people this time. We have the grand and the. the what, what is it? Is what it? is it? The grand and wait a minute. So the nan and the the nan and the what grand. is it? The nan. The no. nan and the yeah. grandson. Yeah, 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 the nan. Okay, anyway, but we're including you, the sister and the nephew, and here we go. The, and the you need to introduce. We need to. And the cousin, I got a point. Right, we I need to introduce them because they haven't spoken yet, and we're doing all the. <laughs> Strike. This is a story about a family. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta like pull myself in from the side of the camera. <laughs> Hello. Um, All right, so yeah. my sister, okay, my sister is Kelly Pollock, and Casey, she, no, Casey. <laughs> that's her nickname, never, and uh, never we call her Casey, once I know, Casey Pollock, and my <laughs> nephew is Christian Pollock, and we call him Christian, and... <laughs> <laughs> or chubby or crispy or whatever the heck or longest yeah. dongus <laughs> or longest <Ow. laughs> casey i want to ask you straight up and maybe maybe you can answer this maybe you can't when did you first play a video game and which was it it was um the it was the, the best dragon times. one with christian the dragon one spyro spyro it was spyro he and i don't remember what year that was maybe i was like six years old it was whenever it was the year that ben lived with you guys uh so whenever that was i was like six years old or something but he was he was the one that um first introduced me to spyro the dragon and then you guys bought a console and spyro was the shit yeah, so I tried to play it and just kept knocking into to walls and getting frustrated and and Christian was was uh, frustrated with me at me and so anyway I just was like ah, I, don't I don't have time for this. <laughs> you were just like I'm gonna play remember. mom. Give it Christian, what game no you remember? Spyro. Nice. Okay, that's dope that that okay. memory is shared. I don't have a first game memory with anybody that's also their first game memory. Right, my mom yeah. played games right. with Ben, so my first memory was something different than theirs. Mm -hmm. Um, man, what was your first portal? Oh, uh, Street Fighter. Oh, uh, sure. And just after school on this, when Ben would come over with his friends and on the sofa, and they'd say, "Here," and they'd hand me the controller, and that's when I did the spam thing. Instead of doing the up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, I'd go yeah. and hit everything, and they'd go like. Cheese Ben, your mom kills everybody. Well, all I was doing was cheating, and uh, but uh, that and then um, um, barely even uh, cheating, just kind of accidentally winning. Uh, yeah, accidentally. What's um, and I just blanked out the um, the the racing game that we love so much. Uh, wipeout, 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 yeah, okay, wipeout, thank you. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. those yeah. games are incredible. Yeah, I'm sure... and that was that one. I'm seriously played. I'm, I'm sure... constantly looking up like potential news of like remasters and remakes for Wipeout yeah. and uh, even oh. Connecticut. Yeah, dude, yeah. I remember playing Connecticut with with yeah. you. That game was so much fun. It was awesome. I have weird memories of that pop up where it's like, remember this game that was dope <laughs> that never it's had. It's like a nobody else ever remembers it. Like nobody talks about it. It's really yeah. weird. Yeah, I, I don't even know who made it. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. Connecticut. I remember looking into Wipeout similarly, uh, and thinking like, when will they make another one? And that story is actually really interesting. Like, uh, what was the studio? It was an owl. It was a prognosis, but it was something similar. They like disbanded. So any Wipeout we've gotten recently has been other people who have hired a bunch of those people and then like bought the license temporarily to remaster and put them together in a group. Um, and there's a lot more people like every year that are like, what if we just got another one? Cause that would be really mm -hmm. cool. Um, yeah. Those games were great. Ben, Ben was playing the most recent Wipeout HD on, um, his PS4 with, with VR and like going through the loops and stuff. He's able to look up and see like the road coming to him. Yeah. It sounds oh, great, but also sounds extremely nauseating. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're not here to talk about, no. uh, the those games. I mean, we could, but still, we're here to talk more specifically about the Bungie franchise, Destiny, which is it's weird calling it a franchise, being that it's two games, but it's also weird that it's only two games because yeah. it's been running yeah, for please. six year, five years. It's in its seventh year. Oh, it was I'm twenty. Sure. It was twenty fourteen, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, in, it's twenty fourteen. Woof. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I. So yeah, I started the weekend of the, um, I guess it was a beta release or trial weekend. You were out of town, Caleb. You were living with us that summer and you were out of town. So I went into your room. Yep. Yeah. And I started playing and I got my, uh, my um, feet wet on it and I really, really liked it, but I never even finished out the weekend, but that's when I started. So destiny one first weekend. Yeah. And that I don't was, think we owned was, uh, it. That wasn't the, yeah game that was the beta that came out i think yeah, it was yeah the beta was like half the game so it's true <laughs> it's true uh the beta also had different mechanics in it that weren't in the the final release i remember it had a pa or not pa yeah it had a pa system so that like if you were in a party with people and you were far away from them they came through like they were coming out of a head uh, a, a helmet microphone and then when you got close oh. it just became their voice it was contextual. i don't remember that at all but then uh, and, again, I played on Xbox, so we were just in party chat and stuff. So. Right. Yeah. As soon as you got out of game chat, it went away. But that uh, that didn't make it to the game. And I remember trying it. I was like, guys, check this out. And it didn't do it. I was like, All right. Never mind. Um, well, go ahead. Yeah. I OK. Then I was just going to say, because um, Christian said party chat, I didn't do um, online, you know, party chats or online gaming or anything. For years, I played that game for years by myself until I got to a point where and it's because I always played the day and never stayed up late at night to play with any of you guys. And I remember talking to Christian one time going, oh, yeah, it's a really tough room. Do you want me to help you? And you and Christian got on and helped me finish it like boom, 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 boom. And I probably had tried a 100 times, literally 100 times to kill that sure. boss and everybody in the room. And then it was kind of like, "Ooh, that's kind of interesting. I never really had played with anybody before. So yeah, that kind of helped me bridge the gap to like, maybe one of these days I'll be good enough to actually play with people. 
Yeah, sure. Well, the I think the the a big thing about talking about Destiny is at least for the people that got into Destiny when it started, it came from a studio with a very long and like almost fabled in its like size legacy of making Halo. Right? Bungie had made Halo for a decade, a decade and a half even. And then they announced after Reach that it was their before Reach that it was their last Halo game. And that they were no longer going to be partnered with Microsoft, and they were going to be their own thing. Uh, and then shortly after that, announced a deal with the devil that's only only recently dissolved with Activision Blizzard. Um, and it was like a ten year plan uh, for a lot of money and like five games or something wild like that. And nobody knew what it was. And then some t- some test photos came out, and it was of course fallen characters walking through the snow. People were like, "This looks dope." Uh, and then the <laughs> game, and then the game came out, but the game. I'm getting ahead of myself talking about two different things. Um, the game did not release without some weird things happening ahead of it. But still, the people that adopted it first were people that had been playing Halo games forever. So, Nan, mm-hmm. I don't know if you'd played many up until that point, Mm-mm. but Mm-mm. you'd been around them. Very little. Because I had been, been playing them. them and Bennett had been playing them. And I know, mm-hmm. Christian, you played Halo games a lot up until Bungie stopped making them. And then you have unpopular yeah. opinions about the 343 ones that we don't have to get into. Pretty. Um, Pretty sure I was. I've sh- I I've have been unpopular on... opinions. <laughs> in this family, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, in the family, okay. In the family, yeah. But not yeah, yeah. the. Okay. We'll get around to that. Right. No, I think I pl- I jumped on the back of a warthog a time or two, and Ben goes, "Here, mom, try this kind of a thing." Yeah. But that was my early Halo experience. That's the way to do Halo when you're starting. Just sit in this yeah. and shoot things. It's fun. Um, <laughs> or, I'm gonna try to get or... my mom to play and being her being terrible at it. What? <laughs> Or wait, you join wait. up with Christian and let him drive the warthog and you learn how to play that way. That's the way to do it. Yeah, That's the yeah, way to do it. 100%. Yeah. Okay, so, but I, so I just bunch... want to say... Oh, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no go. go. No polite words. Well, go ahead. So, interestingly enough, Christian bought Destiny 2 for Casey mm-hmm. and he and Casey and I played all the way through and then went back and got destiny one and played all the way through that. So he has been a wonderful guide. Oh man. It's been the best. I never thought I'd be able to even play much less enjoy much less. Just, just want to play all the time. And now I'm addicted and I can't stop. So (laughs) thanks to Christian. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that like a large portion of our family got into games with Bungie game. Um, and I mean, maybe not got into games because like Spyro was well before. I mean, I guess you could have played Marathon, Christian, but I'm pretty sure you didn't. Because <laughs> I don't know anybody who's played Marathon. Um, I mean, I didn't PC game for a very, very long time, except for like, obviously, like RuneScape and yeah. um, I played Town and stuff. Like we that, played but... Putt-Putt together. So that's PC gaming. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, like putt putt and Glover and stuff like that. Yes, of yes. course. Yeah, what was the fish? Oh, uh, it wasn't flounder, was it? No, what was it? We got to find out know. now. Fish educational game wasn't. <laughs> oh, was that not part of putt putt though? It might what have was been. Was, was it putt putt and flounder? Freddy Fish. Oh my god, Freddy Fish. Oh, Freddy Fish, because <laughs> then there was also Pajama that. Sam. Pajama Sam, that was part yeah. of like that whole like creation theme or whatever yep. i man i that, those games are great and they're probably also absolutely not great but like <laughs> I mean, they were made for kids time. though so they were made yeah. for kids and so for us it was like oh my God, here's a purple yeah. well, car 
Question. Um, so I want to know, I probably asked you this, but I want to know um, your history with Destiny. I obviously started with one and played all the way through. And yeah. tell me a little bit about it. Um, I'll, I'll keep it as nutshell as possible because obviously I have a long history. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'll go back a little bit before Destiny because, um, yeah, I am a big Bungie fan in general, but that's just because, uh, you know, I didn't own an Xbox until the 360 came out. Um, so I played Halo 1 and Halo 2 at friends' houses. Um, but then, you know, shortly after Halo 3 was released, um, my birthday was coming up and my parents got me a 360 with Halo 3. So I was really, really stoked about that. And I played hours and hours um, and became a big fan. So I transitioned into Halo 3 ODST and then into Halo Reach. And Halo Reach was actually the game, the Halo game that I spent the most hours in. Like that was that was the game that like, I played with my at the time girlfriend. I played with all my friends online. Like every day after school, we would just get on and like go into zombie matches and um, grift ball matches and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but so when Bungie had like gone silent for like years, I always like I, I didn't keep up with what their new project was gonna be. I had friends that told me about it. Like, there's this new game that they're making and blah blah blah. I was like, I'm still playing Halo Reach and Gears of War three. Um, but then finally. All of a sudden, just like Destiny beta was coming up and my friends were like, hey, the new beta for the Destiny game or for the new Bungie game is coming up. Um, do you want to play it? I was like, yeah, that sounds great. So um, I jumped on it that beta weekend and I fell in love. But at the time, I didn't have much money. So the first week or like, yeah, it was the first week Destiny came out. I didn't have enough money to like really justify buying it. But then a friend at work was like, you need to get this game. And I was like, yeah, I played the beta. I know I really want to get into it. And he's like, just get it. Play with me. Whatever. I'll help you pay for it. So he get, he actually like paid for half the game for me. He oh. gave me like $30 and I paid the other $30. And uh, so I, I had Destiny 1 the very first week. And so I started playing with that friend and just hardcore, like fell in love with the game. Um, I totally didn't. Bucky, stop. Um, sorry dog was scratching the floor very loud uh i i like recognized the problems that people had with the game in its entirety like the story and um the lack of content and like just the weirdness about it but to me it was much more of a social aspect so every single day after work i would get on destiny with those friends from work and it eventually became just this it was it was more of like a instead of like going to soccer practice with your friends or going out to like the bar with your friends. Like this was my thing. This was every single day after work. Sure. Yeah. Um, I would, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Bucky, Bucky, stop. Um, every single day after work, we would get on destiny. And so that's, that's how it became love just because it was a social way for me to connect with friends and um, just have something to do in my spare time. And uh, I've just been going hardcore ever since. And obviously, I've had my fallouts with it here and there. But um, that's that's really my history with it, I guess. Yeah, sure. I uh, I remember thinking, it's weird. Destiny was one of those games that, like, as it was coming out, there was definitely the hype of, like, oh, shit. Destiny or Bungie hasn't made a game in, like, five years. What is it going to be? What's it going to look like? I think it was five years. When did Reach come out? 2010? Uh, Reach came in 2010, yeah. Okay, so and then, four years. Uh, been yeah, I looked it up. Years. Destiny Destiny premiered or or came out on September 9th. September 9th. 9th. Hey, 2014. September 9th. Yeah. 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 2014. 
Um, yeah, people were curious because like that studio had made huge things. Uh, and then I re- okay, I don't want to sound like a nerd, but I remember uh, we're doing a video game podcast. I should get over that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I remember se- when they separated from Microsoft, being like interesting. We'll see how that what that looks like. Um, then when they announced that they'd partnered with Activision, I remember getting a bad taste in my mouth and being like. Oh no, because oh, like there's mine. What are your dogs doing? You mute. Yeah, I'm gonna go get my dog. Can you mute me real quick? Yeah, you're fine. Cool. Um, I remember thinking it sounded a little bit like a, a deal with the devil. Because like largely Activision had been the company that like turned Call of Duty into a sweatshop. And I was like, Oh good, this is something I'm super excited for. Uh but then, you know, the first game came out and it sounded really great. And it I jumped into it and had a lot of fun. Uh, you also have the like the prowess of Bungie, who's made first-person shooters now for uh, more than a decade. And like the main drawback for not drawback, but the main thing that brought me back was how good the mechanics of that game, the core loop is of that game, right? Like the shooting and the running and jumping and the powers, all of it felt really good. Um, yeah. I wanted to get into some like how how Destiny was made because that process is fretful and kind of awful for the first game. Um, yeah. That that might sound a little boring, but to make it short, like there were a lot of problems with the initial development, and like Marty O'Donnell, who did all the music for the Halo games, uh, was fired because he made a stink over them using different music for the trailer '83 than the music he'd spent years making. Which is why when like the Dark Below, the first DLC for the first game came out, it didn't really have any music because they didn't have anybody to make music in that quick of a pitch. Wow. Um, yeah, so they recycled a bunch of stuff, and that led to a legal battle that got the music of the Spheres finally released a couple of years ago, which was all the music he'd made for Destiny that never got used. Uh, and then right after Marty O'Donnell got fired, Joseph Staten, who was the lead writer for all the Halo games. Um, left and when he left he took most of his work with him so interestingly you can watch the initial trailers for but uh, for destiny one and see cutscenes and footage that never show up again because really? they were a part of story that was tied to whatever staten did uh and all of that was tied to like just weird leadership problems um that are probably way too deep to get into but that leads to my first beef with the game initially when it came out, which was that like, as, as Christian said earlier, the demo or the beta was kind of half the game. Um, and when the game came out, it, I remember the, the campaign being like six hours long. And when it ended, it ended on such an empty cliffhanger that I was like, what? What? That's it? Um, and of course, the game added depth to itself with strikes and raids, which to this day, like doing the whole, the how, nope, not house, the vault of glass for the first time felt incredible. Like that's still a feeling that like, I don't think many shooters have replicated. Um, and case, have you done any, any raids yet? Have you guys done any raids with her yet? Mm-hmm. She's done so many raids. She's done all the destiny one raids. Uh, nice. Most of the destiny. Well, the first several destiny two raids, um, then a couple of them got put into what's uh, we can go into it at some point, I guess, but the destiny content vault. Yeah, so there sure. were a couple that we weren't able to get to. 
Um, and the ones that are still in the game right now, they haven't gotten around to yet, but I am planning on taking them through really, really soon. I've had Destiny 2 and, installed and- on my console for about a month now. Um, because I desperately want to get back into it. And I think I texted you, Christian, was like, help me get yeah, back yeah, into yeah. it. I really do want to, <laughs> but my wife had a second baby, so I've been... <laughs> des- well, that. That's my destiny right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like the, the raids, like I, there's, you know, there's a, a competitive and cooperativeness that comes with Bungie's shooters that has always kind of been the industry standard. And then Destiny comes out and like adds this whole new dynamic and raids and like, it was great, but I did have a yeah. se- pretty severe beef with how little story was in the first game, um, <laughs> which is, I, I imagine for uh, Nan and Casey is different playing with you, Christian, because you're like the lore wizard. He's the encyclopedia <laughs> of <laughs> Destiny. I will say, playing through Destiny and all the Halo games with them, or... I mean, specifically, I guess my mom with the first several Halo games, but um, yeah, no, I'm always constantly just trying to like take it as slow as possible and say, this is why this is, and this is the backstory behind this, and uh, this is what's implying this for the future and everything. So yeah, I, yeah. I do have a problem there. No, well, it's not a problem it, at all. It's, 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 it's not, nice to have not. With, with people that are Wonderful. curious. There's, we have I'm a couple thankful. of friends that we play games with that know a lot about some things. One particular friend with uh, Warhammer. And like we'll just be playing Warhammer to play Warhammer, and he's like, "Do you know that this is happening because of this, and because it's because this race can only do this, and they believe in this, and because they believe in that, it means this god interacts with this like this." And I'm like, "How the fuck? Like, no. How did you? How did you eat Warhammer? Just Warhammer? How, <laughs> how did you, do you know, know that?" Stuff? But I remember the first time <laughs> I encountered that with you, Christian, may have been when I was talking about. I may have brought this up recently too. I don't remember, but there was a. So the first game did this thing where it compartmentalized its story into the Grimoire, which, um, ironically, maybe not ironically, unfortunately, uh, that was initially planned to be like delivered in game. But a lot of that stuff got shuffled off in development into the Grimoire because they were like, we don't have time or resources to do this because so much was late stage. But uh, that was one of my bigger issues, which is weird because I've been reading Halo books like my whole life. Yeah, and yeah. I loved reading the Halo books, but like Destiny was like, here, read a book worth of stuff. And I was like, shoot up. Um, <laughs> it doesn't make I any sense. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I remember one grimoire entry that was like, oh, shit. Okay. And it was when the sleeper stimulant came out in the first game, which was part of the. What was the one with the machine, the nanobots? With the uh, Wrath of the Machine? Wrath of the Machine. Yeah. I wanted to say Warmind, but that's. Destiny yeah, because it was That's the um, uh, Rise of Iron DLC. Rise of Iron, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a there was a grimoire entry for the sleeper stimulant mission that basically contextualized that Rasputin that the, the traveler didn't save humanity. Rasputin killed it because it was about to leave, and Rasputin needed it to stay so that it could finish what it was doing. It's called like the Enoch Project or something. And it needed humans to survive for that project to work. So it killed the traveler because, and it says in the, in the, in the story, the little excerpt that like Rasputin understood that by fatally damaging the traveler, it would cause a pseudo altruistic reaction that in like saving itself, it would also save everything near it. 
which meant the people, and it would create this defense system of the light that goes into the guardian or the into the ghosts that would resurrect guardians that would then protect it. And I was like, yo, this game's so much deeper than I thought it was. Yeah. Uh, and mm. now that stuff seems to be kind of making its way to the front now that, like I said earlier, Bungie has severed itself from Activision, which was, in my opinion, one of the coolest days <laughs> to be alive for in the game industry. Because <laughs> that announcement yeah. was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And it, now they're making it on their own, which is really cool. It was such a great thing to happen for the community, especially. Yeah, uh, because... It's unfortunately brought to light, though, that now a lot of like the Destiny fan base is realizing that um, a lot of the bad decisions weren't just all Activision, though. So sure, yeah, there was spread <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of that stuff with even the first release of the game was like Jason Jones, who was a studio director for a long time at Bungie, like building a new writers team outside of Staten, and then Staten found out about it, and they'd written everything different than he'd written, and it was like, oh, this wasn't just Activision. Yeah, it's like mixed. Activision made some like market decisions on how to release and Bungie made some story and the gameplay decisions that were like both sides were like eh. but I don't yeah. want to get into the, the the negatives I uh I'll the last thing I'll say about negatives is that the reason why I'm saying I want to get back into Destiny is I got very into Destiny 2 because Destiny 1 did the the fizzle thing for me I got one character max light and kind of was fine with that and then would keep him max light through all the DLC uh, and then destiny. And then I, I tapered off in the like year that existed between rise of iron or no, what was the last destiny one DLC? Was that the, it was rise of iron. Okay. That was the final okay. destiny. Oh, one okay. DLC. The one right before that with um, taken King, the taken King with, with that uh, would have said that was that the last one was one. huge and like definitely got me back into it. Cause it changed felt a lot of course yeah um and the, yeah the the dreadnought was an incredible space to run around in. oh man yeah very good yeah. also the it did what saved the game yeah, entirely 100 it was very good um so then after rise of iron i think i did the the machine god raid once or beat it once and was like okay cool i'm fine but destiny 2 starts getting you know announced and all these things so i decided to get back into it and that game i dove into Headlong. I had three characters that were max light. I played through everything with all of them to make sure everybody was at the top. And I was doing like exotic missions with each one to make sure I got like different things. Um, and then Forsaken came out, which was very good. A lot of people really liked it. It was very good. But for some reason, I got very disillusioned with the fact that I finished the story with Ben and my grandma. And after the story ends, it dumps you in the after the like the initial story ends, it dumps you into the Dreaming City, um, which is a <laughs> whole other living beast to interact with. And mm -hmm. when we got there, every single enemy there had red skulls over them, and we could barely hurt them. Yeah, that's when I bailed. for some reason, I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> like, I should yeah. not get to this place naturally and be unqualified to take it on. Uh, and I stopped playing. Working so, that hard, yeah, yeah. And, and being unable to play basically yeah it bugs me and i think maybe christian we talked about this once because the more i think about it the more i'm like that's a weird way to think about that <laughs> but that's what happened um mm -hmm. so since then we've gotten shadow keep and what 
What's this new Beyond stuff? Light. Oh, Beyond yeah, Light. Shadow Keep and Beyond Light. Yeah. So Shadow Keep was the spooky one on the moon that I made mm-hmm. a little bit of. But then Beyond Light comes out. Uh, the next gen consoles come out. It's all it's all Bungie separate of Activision. Because even Shadow Keep had a little bit of Activision influence left. Yeah. Um, but this is them on their own. And it seems like, and I guess y'all will be able to speak to this more, and I'll stop talking for a second. But it seems like, at least for the most part, Bungie kind of knew the direction that it needed to go and was able to largely go in that direction. Uh, and that's extremely interesting and entertaining to me. So why don't y'all, who've been up to date with it, let me know what you think about where Destiny is now. Well, I'll okay. let the ladies go first. Yes, okay, please. I was just going to say, uh, yeah, I too was pretty discouraged with shadow keep although i got through it in in large part due to christian's help um i just got really frustrated it just felt like it was just masses of enemies every time you turn the corner you couldn't win you're always beaten down and i really got bored of it i really did i kind of got like filled up to my gullet and i just didn't want to play anymore um then of course uh, i came back and um I've loved Beyond Light so much. I just thought it was just really wonderful. And I'm trying to think where We're you came in. in. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, I, well, yeah, except we've got the, um, the, the latest iteration, which is called... Uh, forgot now. With the, with the Are you talking Europa. about the recent season or the recent... Yeah, the season. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because... But- uh, yeah, the, the seasons since uh, Beyond Light have come out. There was the season of the hunt. Now we're in the season of the chosen. The chosen. Um, Casey, when did you come in? Uh, she came in at Forsaken. Two... Like yeah. the, the week, the, the like the day Forsaken came out. Pretty okay. much is when my mom jumped oh, into Destiny okay. Two. I did not realize that. Yeah, it was two and a half years ago. Almost. Wait, exactly. was Forsaken that long ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> September September twenty eighteen. <laughs> wow. So Shadow Keep was twenty nineteen. To huh? Yeah. A year later. Mm-hmm. I had to look up the so date. I would not have remembered. Destiny two came out in September twenty seventeen. Game's four years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh well, God. three and a half. Three but and yeah, half. yeah. Thanks for yeah. making me feel a little better. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was interesting because when you imported your characters from one into two, you know, you had to play that first mission and, um, you know, lose your powers and slog along and then uh, meet. um, uh, I should have put my brain on before I started to talk. Um, It doesn't doesn't matter. Um, Anyway, when Casey came in. You're talking about Cade? It doesn't matter. uh, no, no, um, no, just, uh, I'm distracting uh, you no, from we, the... No, it's the... fine. We need to work it out. What, what Are you thinking a character that did what? The... Male or the, female? The faction leader. <coughs> the good guy clan faction leader, leader I mean. or the bad guy? The clan leader. What's the Hawthorne? clan leader? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, we, yeah. You meet Hawthorne. You, you crawl through the city, and then you, then you meet Hawthorne, and then she takes you to the farm, and then you start doing all these missions, and then you get your light back and on all this kind of stuff. Casey came in and didn't have any of the background and the mechanics of the game 
was to how did they bring you into the backstory? Because it, they don't do that anymore. There's no, no, there's they, no didn't. they didn't. They just dumped you Wait, in there for when a Destiny Two started, and I I warned my mom about this. I I tried to give her as much backstory as mm -hmm. possible before mm -hmm. she jumped in. Um, but yeah, they just like throw you into that very first mission of the Red War where the tower is mm -hmm. under under attack by the Cabal and you have to go through the tower and eventually jump onto Gaul's ship mm -hmm. and shut down the engine, um, which was, I remember for my mom, that was like the most difficult thing for her to be introduced into. And I knew yeah. it was going, but... Um, it's kind of brutal. Yeah, it was It was what needed to be done if she wanted to play with us. Uh, and I, I didn't think it was necessarily the best time for her to jump in, but I knew Forsaken was going to be the Taken King of Destiny 2 sure. and that... If there was going to be a good time, it was then, and uh, to not wait any longer, essentially. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And it was largely right. Like Forsaken was I, a big revitalization. I remember jumping into Forsaken yeah. and being like, "Oh God, they fixed it." Yeah, because Destiny yeah. 2's first DLC was kind of garbage. I, yeah, I yeah. hate talking bad about games like that because I know it's a huge team of people that are trying their hardest. But like, I remember calling Warmind Warm Wind for a long time. Um, <laughs> I the what was the Osiris DLC? Was it just called Osiris? No, it was uh well it was Curse of Osiris. Curse of Osiris, yeah. That one for me was like the so Warmind ended really great with the mm -hmm. like interaction with um with Rasputin and him like telling the guardians like, no, nah, y'all have been thinking I'm a weapon and I'm not. So I'm gonna do my own thing. That was very good. Um the Curse of Osiris introduced a thing that at least lore-wise, has literally fascinated me on like a weekly basis for years because it it, it uh, established that place on I don't know if it's Venus, but the the Sea of Simulation. Oh no, uh, Mercury, the um, Infinite Force. Sea of Simulation is the Tron thing. Oh oh, <laughs> I'm a nerd. <laughs> I mean, it is it is essentially just a bunch of like yeah. infinite simulations, though. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so there was lore behind the the Infinite Forest that i got into deeply because like they've have they done a faction war since the since 2017 no okay no i don't think so i also hate that but uh mm -hmm. future war yeah. cult was my shit and i still have future war cult colors because i gotta wrap you want to know something funny i gotta tell you something really quick if you go to the bazaar uh and go to where the the war court uh war future war cult leader was the people are still sitting around looking up where he was standing. He's not there now. She. <laughs> she. Black oh, tree. that's right. It was. Black, I, I think you're tree. thinking of um, new monarchy. No, I, Christine. The, the new, new monarchy. monarchy. It's the new monarchy. Yeah, yeah. it's because she, Lakshmi was up. Is that what her name was? No, that's well, Lakshmi. Lakshmi she's in the hangar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in the hangar. Oh, all right. I'm just yeah. There's. She's in that like yeah, blue conference room. <laughs> yeah, just, like she's sitting still there. there because the new monarchy guy isn't there, but the, all the followers are sitting around like he's going to come right no, around Lakshmi's the corner. Lakshmi's not there anymore either. The only one that okay. is still right. in the tower, as far, as I've like, as far as I've recently seen within the past several weeks, actually, is uh, the dead orbit guy. His name's like Al Jalal or something like that. But yeah, he's yeah. the dead orbit leader. He is still in the hangar for some reason. So hopefully they bring two those aren't. back. Interesting, because I loved that stuff. And also, I think they're going to do it. Also, yeah. Lakshmi's voiced by Shori Agdajalu, and her voice is incredible. Um, no. <laughs> but what was I saying before that? Oh, oh, oh. The Infinite I'm sorry, Forest I derailed this, it. You're fine. You're fine. The Infinite Forest <laughs> has this really great lore behind it because it's just a giant AI simulation system that the Vex created. 
to like visualize potential futures and the war that's attached to them so that they can better themselves to fight. And there was this bit about a couple of guardians that decided to dive in to this AI and like basically learn it and that they came out and realized that like war is inevitable. And so they formed the future war cult and they like studied war. And I don't know, that shit was that's like, there's, there's little bits of that lore that will sneak through to me. And when they hit me, I'm like, this is all really good. I yeah. need this more, but I wish more of it was delivered like by characters, not just by like, you got a piece of armor or a gun and it's got this text blurb to it. Right. But I think that also might be the fact that I play with a lot of people who don't like to take their time. Um, it's a like running joke that whenever they're with me, I spend too long in the tower because I'm going through and reading stuff and they're like, let's go. And I'm like, all right, fine. So maybe it's a little bit of like my impatience on top of their impatience that led to me being like, the story's not here. But it definitely is. Um, But yeah, so Case, you jumped in with Forsaken. What were your first thoughts? Right? Because we're all relatively seasoned destiny years yeah yeah uh, and um, then you get dropped you get dropped into this game that's two years old and has three other dlcs and as christian made it clear the onboarding process isn't exactly friendly it's yeah. just kind of like hey stuff um <laughs> yeah. i mean now it is but yeah, yeah um while you're going into that mom i've got to take dogs out so i'll be right back okay Okay. All right. Um, I will say that I was entirely overwhelmed, but I also didn't know the difference. So, you know, I was told that this was the new DLC and this is what it was. And just Christian gave me the backstory and, and Christy was in there and they were just walking me through how to do things and helping me shoot enemies. And so it's like, I didn't really know the difference. It was like, oh, this is really cool. And um, I, yeah, but the first I don't know, Christy, uh, the first couple of months, I was really, really frustratedly overwhelmed, but also had fun at the same time because you guys mm-hmm. were both so patient with me. <laughs> and, we were, yeah. and we were just so excited to share it with you, especially Christian. That's yeah. one of the coolest and- things about this family is that like, we frequently, at least recently, have been adding players, right? Like my my... Nan, you started in 2014, so not recent, but still relatively recent mm-hmm. compared to when everyone else has been playing games. And mm-hmm. then we added my mom last year when Casey, you joined in two years ago. And mm-hmm. so there's this like, there's this like, it's weird. The old guard in games is the young kids that are all like, <laughs> yeah. hey, we've been doing yeah. this. We've been doing this for 20 years. <laughs> and then, lives long. And then y'all <laughs> jump in and like, it's not a. Uh, and don't get me wrong. There's instances where impatience does crop up. Um, but like more by and large, it's just this like, oh, my God, I get to share this with my grandma or my mom. Yeah. Or my mm-hmm. family in a way that's really cool. Um, and we're yeah. hoping that's the best, the biggest payoff for you guys, because we do know how frustrating it, it is to tell us something. We come back next week and don't remember. Yeah, yeah <laughs> sure. Yeah. But, Casey, yeah. but Casey was still learning how to do a two two stick controller i mean she was literally learning how to walk through a 3d space and shoot and do everything while she was learning yes is my introduction to holding a controller Mm -hmm. so 
unbelievably unfair. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> we could have done anything. Well, I think you did have a real short stint with um, Portal, but uh, Portal, yeah. no, no one to walk you through it. So um, this was really your Yeah. So I, I remember, like Christian said, you know, the it drops you into the, the, the tower. The tower's being attacked. You're trying to run through the wreckage. You're trying to shoot. You're trying to walk in a straight line and shoot enemies and change guns and pick up guns and and um it was pretty an overwhelming yeah, it was very overwhelming but at the same time we did things so slowly thinking back on it now mm -hmm. you know just just took real christian just took his time with me and was really patient and if it hadn't been for that i would have yeah. i would have given up it was just it was way overwhelming well, but, and yeah. christy yeah and you you guys both were just like you're fine so then i started getting it and then i started enjoying it and mm -hmm. really craving it. it craving <laughs> it and that's where i'm still at i would play every night if i could yeah and then and then when we got done with destiny 2 it's just like i want more i want more what do i want and then we decided well, you know we should go back and do one so that's how we did it yeah, sure. well, and that's, that's really Christian kept saying too, um, Mom, you really need to do Destiny 1. We need to go do yeah. Destiny 1 and then get back to Destiny 2. And so that's what we did. And I'm ever thankful because it gave me the backstory mm -hmm. that, you know, I didn't really have in Destiny 2 as far as the, um, the oh, I can't think of, you know, like um, Zavala and. I love Zavala. Um, Ikora and Cade and Cade and it gave me a it gave me some context for those guys because in Destiny 2 they're all separated out and I didn't really understand their connection oh, for sure. Ikora Ikora has been completely sidelined. Yeah, but um so anyway, we got into Destiny 1 and it's like, "Oh, I get it. These are, you know, in in Christian and you had told me that guys are connected and i didn't understand it until i got into destiny one sure and then we started going through that and it's like i am so thankful we did this because now i have a real base for the whole game and it's yeah. just so much more fun now yeah. in destiny 2. So christian i wonder do you have the same uh, recurring thought that ben and i have when playing games with my grandma or your mom where you're like Oh man, I might be jaded. Do you ever have that? Because like we're we've been playing to give context. We've been playing Anthem with my mom and Nan, and uh, that game is largely uh, publicly spoken of as a disappointment. And like I'm getting back into it a little bit, and I'm like, this is actually okay. But like my grandma or my mom jump in, and they're like, Oh my god, it's beautiful! It's so You're amazing! It's so much fun! And Ben and I are both like, <laughs> maybe. We play too much games because we're like, oh, the textures are a little, uh, ugh. and they're just guffawing at how amazing it is the whole time. Yeah. Have you ever uh, played uh, Anthem, Christian? Yeah, I have. Um, mm -hmm. I haven't played through the full thing uh, yet, um, and I can explain that if if that is needed. Um, but no, I I don't. I find myself being a lot, and I don't say this to be like. I'm better than most gamers or whatever. I don't <laughs> no. I don't find myself being nearly as jaded about games as most sure. of the gaming community is. Like I do have my problems with Destiny and I, I have had my problems with other certain games, Halo 5, cough cough. Um but like <coughs> there 
there are so many games that the community is constantly complaining about that i'm just like this is a good game and like yeah i think too many people expect way too much all the time and it's turned mm-hmm. it's one it's we've there's obviously a problem with like cancel culture rising in the united states and stuff and i think the gaming community has its own form of that where it will just constantly berate developers for not making a game in its most ideal unrealistic form that the gamers want because the gamers have nothing else to do and they wanted this game to be the most perfect thing for them in their (laughs) entire lives Mm -hmm. um but if i don't think too like enough people stop to see how far games have come right to be like back in the day we would still spend like the equivalent of 60 dollars on a game that mm-hmm. we would only have like 10 hours of gameplay for and then move on and play another game and now like we expect every game to be mm-hmm. a fully Limitless. live game that will la- yeah. last us for years and years but really anthem's a good game on its own it's worth mm-hmm. 60 dollars um destiny 2 is honestly destiny 2 is worth like 200 dollars with the amount of content that's been put no into kidding it. Well, I think um, we spent that people much. Complain about, <laughs> no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Though, years. Is like people complain about mm-hmm. having to buy a new DLC every year and to pay for the seasons and stuff. But that's because they're releasing these large amounts of content. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm always mega, mega downloads. I'm always perpetually bothered by people that like rag on Destiny for like, well, you could play it if you pay for it. That's yeah. every game. Yeah, that's what is your problem? Yeah. That is capitalism. Yeah. You, can, right. you can eat this food if you pay for it. Like, yeah. like you want to just um, keep getting courses after paying an initial entry? No, you gotta keep. You gotta pay for your extras. Yeah, walk but walk that, into the the registration office at college and say, "I want my DLC now." Right. Yeah. <laughs> now, that being said, I I tend to actually have a much like calmer and optimistic. Or I guess not optimistic, but realistic view. Of oh yeah, just an understanding so. disposition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, I think that uh, I think that settled on... on me real quick. I think that settled on me yeah. after Forsaken, and that was I guess two years ago. So that's not an not that's not that's not an insignificant amount of time ago. But I remember not being the toxic like douchebaggery you see on the internet towards Destiny. I remember just getting to a point and being like, <laughs> you know what? I don't think this is for me. Uh, there you go and like there you that's go. so fine because there's so many games yeah. like if you yeah. don't like something fuck, fuck off don't go play, play it. something else it's don't there's a lot of stuff point. to do yeah. um so so, so let like, me bounce I, off of that i well, hold on I'm, no, okay 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 finish that part uh okay. but i remember like when activision and bungie split and bungie got it back and i was instantly like oh i'm excited about this because like i did like this game and I'm excited to see what this game looks like, minus what may have been a big negative influence. Um, but yeah, I think pe- pe- post Forsaken, my brain did this thing where it was like, yo, like, one, you're not entitled to liking everything. Two, you don't have to be a dick when you don't like something. And three, right. even if you don't like it, someone does. So, like, berating right. something as bad is dumb because that's just a subjective assessment of what you've played. And so saying it's bad to somebody else is like yeah. eating food you don't like and being like, don't eat this when it might be their jam. Like I know yeah. people that are like, don't eat sushi. It's bad. And I'm like, hold on. It's my favorite thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. why, Peanut butter up. and mayonnaise. I love it. Oh no, that's objectively bad. That's a sin. But <laughs> <laughs> That is awful. With bananas. 
No, it's good. No, my goodness. No. Just right, can I jump in here now and, no, and brag you've, on Christian? You've a lost bit? your privileges. <laughs> you like peanut butter and mayonnaise. Go away. A banana sandwich sounds disgusting. <laughs> but go so, for it. <laughs> all right. So we're playing along with Christian and uh and we were talking about what other games he plays. And at the time he was really kind of solidly not reaching out, not playing any other games at the time. He said, I I spend a lot of money on this game. I buy every DLC as soon as it comes out. I do everything it offers because this is my game. People spend a lot of money on a lot of games. I spend a lot of money on this game because this is my game. Yeah. And, uh, and, and and that, like, you you know, you even described it yourself, Christian. You said you, you go in cycles. Right now you're in a cycle of playing some other things too. But at the time you said, this is pretty much my game. So anyway, that was an interesting perspective. And speaking of people gifting you things, he's he's given Casey uh, uh, some some uh, in-game creds to buy some silver to to buy a sparrow, and he yeah. gave me some money to buy a season. And I mean, just very generous. He just wants us to be happy in yeah. the game that well, we share and love. <laughs> and he bought me a game pass and I bought you game pass, of, you know, season pass. This isn't so, about me and being Santa Claus here. I'm just no, I know. I'm just it trying. Is, it is about first, motherfucker. <laughs> um, it's about our love for the game. Yeah. That's what it's and about. I guess yeah. to to make a note of what Christy said, I'm not so hardcore into Destiny that that's all I play. Like I, what I meant by that was that, like I yeah exactly. I go in waves. I I get really invested in a game. So like when the new God of War came out, I got really invested in that for a little bit. Yeah, um, and uh, then, you know, like I've, I've had my Shadow of the Colossus investment. I've had my um, Destiny investment. I've had my Rocket League investment. I like literally I get invested in games and I spend a lot of time just diving into them rather than like a shallow jumping game to game to game to game. Every yeah. single game I've got to play like, no, I I see a game that I want to play and I want to get into and I make sure that I want to get into it. And then I do. Um, and, uh, after that, I, I just really make an effort to, um, give it all that I've got rather than just like playing it at face mm -hmm. value. Um, mm -hmm. and, and for others, it's like um, when I know how good of a game, for example, destiny is, and people are turned off about like purchasing a season, like they want, they're like, I want to play this seasonal content, but I don't want to pay $10 for it. They're like, well, I think it's good enough. So here's $10 to pay or to play it. <laughs> sure. Um, because otherwise yeah. you're going to miss out um even though you want to even though you don't want to miss out. Well, and part yeah. of it is self yeah. self uh preservation because if we poop out then then you then well, yeah, if we poop out we lose out on you and vice versa. I want to say it's mutual, but That's um, one of the biggest if, things if we actually. We drop off. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the biggest things actually that's like a regret of mine from not playing Destiny is that like I kind of fell out of it um mm -hmm. and moved on to other things that I enjoyed deeply and I, I'm entirely grateful for, but like there was a group of people that I play Destiny with pretty regularly that are not mm -hmm. really people I interact with anymore. And it's a big bummer yeah. because they kept going. And I know that when I hop back in, they're not the type like y'all that will like jump in and like come with me and let me experience it. It'll instead be overpowered people taking me through the story and just dragging me by both ears. Gee, I know exactly who you're talking about. Here, let me get all those for you. And they wipe out the room and you know, I don't know who's I know done that person. Something. I know, huh? Yeah. 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 Yeah, guys, I'll be right there. I know exactly who you're talking about, too. But I can't. I also I don't know. can't. There's, 
Go ahead. Go ahead. There was a story that Christy shared about, um, you know, her first playthrough through some Halo games, and I guess specifically Halo Reach. She talked about. Uh, I don't know, some family members that just like ran through and talked over the, all the dialogue and the cutscenes or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. there's uh, when we played through the Halo games, the nice thing with the first two is that they're only two player mm-hmm. co-op. Just two of us. So and, like, and I was knew going when slow. stuff was happening. And also yeah. Halo 2 is like one of my favorite games of all time. And the way it juxtaposes like the story of Chief getting medals with the story of, of the Arbiter getting everything taken from him. And like it's complex thoughts of like, what if you mm-hmm. find out your religion is a sham and just wants to kill everybody at the same time as realizing that like the thing you think you're doing to save people's going to kill. It's great. That game's incredible. So while we were playing through it, I was very easily able to just shut up and let her experience this stuff. And then afterwards, when a mission would start, I'd pause it and we just sit there and I would like mm-hmm. dissect it. Mm-hmm. But then Halo 3, mm-hmm. ODST and 4 are in reach and 4 and 5 the majority yeah. of the games are four player co-op. And so as we add like my youngest brother or Ben, and ben. like they talk more and aren't mm-hmm. privy to the, the same like sensibilities that I know that I have to go through with when I'm playing with Nan, like, okay, Jordan, stop killing everything, please. Let Nan do yeah. some. Also yeah. shut up because <laughs> he's always <laughs> riffing. Making it's, a it's, joke. It's always. tremendously fun when you know what you're doing and you've done it before. But when you've never done it, right. like Nan's like, I'm yeah. going to mute the party real quick. And that sucks because it's like, well, nah. and unfortunately, it's given me a, a, a habit. I mean, we all know I like to talk and interrupt, but it's given me the permission to not listen. And I'm talking more about the end game, not even so much the cutscenes, but the end game instructions and talking and Christian's. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Shh, 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 shh. Listen up, listen up. And now I'm finding I'm doing it to Casey and to Kara. It's just like, guys, shh, shh, shh. Oh, dialogue. No. Everybody, hold on. <gasps> oh, it's baby that time. So oh. Bye, bye. Oh, Eli. Eli. Hi, Amanda. We like you, too. He sees the lights. Like, <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Hi, guys. Oh. He's looking at everything. Look at him. Well, I've, got, I've got lights all over the room. Oh yeah, that's Nobody all he cares hey. about. He's in a dream factory right now. <laughs> Hi, it's me. Hello. Hi. Yeah, you. smile. <laughs> this is your future. This is where you will be. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll be guiding uh, Caleb through something as oh as no, he'll be guard. he'll be helping Amanda get into games when she's forty. Oh, <laughs> oh maybe. yeah, could be. Yeah. Or 50 or whatever. I know you.